Welcome to the second season of the Rise Resolute podcast. I'm your host, Gina Meyer, a doctor of physical therapy committed to helping people live healthfully, joyfully, and push past even their own expectations for their life. Today, we're going to talk about integrating your passion into what you do in life, but we're also going to talk about loss. Sometimes, friends, our loss is so deep that it feels like it might break our spirit, but the magic lies in taking the things that happen to you and using them to propel yourself onward to make the world a better place. I'm so excited to share this next episode with you. So here's the interview. It is my absolute pleasure and honor to have Lisa Harrington on the podcast today. She is founder and co-owner of FitHouse Davis. She's a fitness enthusiast. She's a group fitness instructor, a wife, a mom, and she's from Davis, California, where I lived for a few years. So I'm so happy to have her on the podcast. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you, Gina. Super excited to be here. (laughs) Great. Um, If you could start off, please, Lisa, and give the listeners a little background on who you are and uh, where you came from. I am Lisa Harrington, and I have been involved in sports and fitness, whether as an athlete, a coach, a fitness trainer, for as long as I can remember. Um, I was a starting out, I was a speech communication major in college, and um, my freshman year, I had friends and dorm mates asking me for advice on their exercise routines, and I remember thinking, do I have kinesiology written on my door? Um, <laughs> but that was sort of my first inkling that my communications degree would eventually be coupled with an exercise science and fitness instruction degree. And, um, you know, I started off my career in communications for the San Diego Fire Department, and I, I just integrated my passion for wellness into that job and every job thereafter, whether it was writing a fitness column, um, I you know, presenting wellness workshops for firefighters. And then during this time, I also worked at a studio, a small studio called Fitness Quest 10 in San Diego. And um, it was there that I just developed this absolute love for the boutique fitness concept where community and health and wellness were all important. Um, And then when I moved from San Diego to Davis, I just had it in the back of my mind that I really wanted to recreate that space in um, this new community. And that was kind of sort of the catalyst to what is now Fit House. Um, You know, I took a few years of working a day job in Davis and putting in long hours as a personal trainer and teaching exercise classes um, until I took a leap of faith with a good friend and we opened up a small personal training studio. And um, I think that it was when you have a passion and you realize that you are working overtime in... um, you know, a a different capacity from your, what you're doing as a day job and you love what you're doing on the side. It's kind of that voice in your head that keeps saying, I should probably do this for a living. Yeah. There's something so special in life when your passion and your purpose just align and you get to do it as, as your job. Um, pretty amazing. So very cool. And I love how you talk about integrating community and health and wellness. I think it's so important. And I love what you all are doing there in Davis. So fantastic. Um, I'm so excited to share with the listeners a little bit more about your journey and your insight, Lisa. And I look forward to doing that in just a minute. Um, before we get started, though, I do want to share the quote that Lisa has selected for this episode. It's very powerful and it relates so well to her journey. So I'm going to share that quote now. The quote is by the Dalai Lama. 
and it goes this way. We can let the circumstances of our life harden us so that we become increasingly resentful and afraid, or we can let them soften us and make us kinder. We always have the choice. So powerful, Lisa. I love it. Um, So if you would please lead us a little bit through your own personal journey of struggle, Lisa, and um, let the listeners in on what you've been through and what they can take away for their own lives. Absolutely. I, you know, aside from owning Fit House, um, first and foremost, and most importantly, I'm a mom of four kids here on earth and one baby in heaven. And um, it's really hard for me to look back and think about over the last 10 years, right before Fit House opened, I had no kids. Um, We opened the studio and I became pregnant with twins probably within the first few months of the studio opening. So I was, um, you know, really excited for this next journey as a mom and um, next journey in my new career. And all of a sudden, out of the blue, um, I was about a little bit into my third trimester. My water broke. And while I was asleep and one of the babies passed away due to an umbilical cord accident. And um, it, it changed everything. It changed everything. Everything that was important before was no longer important because I saw this bigger picture. Um, we, it, I had a perfect pregnancy, um, you know, no indication that anything was going to go wrong. And just like I said, it, life just changed in an instant. And I had the chance to spend two days with my son who passed away. Um, he died in my arms. And um, I always say this to anybody that I have this conversation with, that it was the most beautiful day of my life because it felt like it was the closest to heaven I'll ever be. Um, and and then when I had to give him back and I couldn't take him home, it was the hardest chapter of my life. Um, I also had a newborn because he was a twin. Um, my son was a twin. His name's Brady and his brother Luke is now a happy, thriving seven-year-old. Um, but he, he spent six weeks in the NICU and I had to go from being this warrior athlete to suddenly this warrior human and getting up every single day when I didn't want to get up. Um, there was a serious period of grieving and I, went and saw my son every single day. He was the reason I got out of bed. And I just quickly realized that, wow, life for me was so physical before. And it's now become such a hard emotional journey. Um, But I know that I can get through this. And I think that it was the athlete mentality that um, when things get tough, they can get tougher, but we always have to work towards overcoming in order to get to the other side. And so it was just, I mean, and even today, I mean, we went on to have three more beautiful, healthy babies after, after we lost um, our firstborn. And so now again, I I'm raising these four amazing kids and there was a really big period of grief there. Um, Grief is something that you live with for the rest of your life, but it's also something that we have the choice how to move forward from our grief. And I think that goes back to the quote that um, you can, you know, take the things that happen to you and you can become 
resentful and afraid and the world is against you or you can take the things that happen to you and do something good with them because when you do something good with them it makes them it makes them it makes them worth it i mean it makes i always look at my you know losing my son and and the purpose of his life and really it was for me to um show me how big this world is and, and to connect me with people who have been through things that you know we all can't imagine what we each go through, but what we, what we can do is support each other through the journeys because community is what makes this life so much easier to manage. Absolutely. Totally agree. I'm going to get choked up. You said you didn't want to, but I'm going to get choked up. So uh, forgive me. But um, I do think that you are a warrior human, Lisa. And I I love that term. And I would apply it to anyone who has suffered a great loss. I have not lost a child. And I can't imagine how my heart would feel if I had gone through that. I have lost my mother. So I do have um, an understanding of what it feels like to go through a great loss and that grieving period. And I think you put it beautifully when you say that everything changes. It changes your perspective. It changes the things that are important. It helps us really hone in on the bigger picture of life. And I think that in those in, in that way, losing someone, losing a, a family member, losing a child can be turned into a great gift. And, and clearly, um, you know, you miss your son with all of your being, but you're using this to put some more good out in the world. And I really appreciate you coming on and talking about this because it may help someone who's going through this all too common situation. Um, so I really appreciate you being here and, and being willing to talk. I'm wondering if we can get a little bit into some things that might help someone who's going through something similar, Lisa. So I want to ask a couple questions um, and I'm going to try to keep it together. I'm going to try my best. Um, so we'll do it together. <laughs> as you were going through through this. Do you remember, I know, I'm sure that there were many people who were instrumental as you were going through, and I know you also talk about the importance of community, and I agree, so important. Were there specific people who really helped you? And also, was there something specific someone said that might be powerful for another person to hear who might be going through this similar situation? There, there was. These are all excellent questions. I remember in the beginning of the grief journey, I was so used to I mean, I'd run multiple marathons and I was so used to putting in this really hard training and then accomplishing a goal at the end. And what, what had happened wasn't changing. I couldn't bring Brady back. I couldn't do a, you know, go for a long run and erase the feelings. I I had to own them. And at first Mm -hmm. I did not want them. I I wanted nothing to do with them. I didn't want to be that couple who lost baby. I didn't want to be, you know, that, I didn't want my son to be the little boy who lost his brother. I didn't want any of it. So I was angry. I was mad. I was jealous. Every emotion that felt really negative um, happened, which is common with grief. There's, there's a grief wheel. And if you look at it, there's different stages that um, someone goes through when they have suffered a loss. And I went through it. I remember looking at the wheel going, I've been angry. I've been jealous. I've been sad. I've been in disbelief. I've been in shock. And um, and I think it's really important to actually feel all of those emotions and not to stuff them down. Um, and if you're willing to talk about them, to talk about them, to find safe people that love you, you love them, and talk about them, to find people that have been through similar situations, to realize that you're not alone. 
Um, about six months into our grief journey, my husband and I signed up for a group that was um, it was sharing parents. And um, they are a support group for families who've lost babies. And I remember walking into the room and seeing all these amazing people and thinking, we're not, we're not alone. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not bad people. Bad, bad things don't happen to bad people. We're good people. And we just, you know, we had really bad luck. Yeah. Um, we met some incredible people through that group. And then I think what I ended up doing with all of this is just how I've always operated. Um, I had to do something with this that would not have happened had it not happened. So for me, that was, you know, I turned around and I wanted to grow our family because I suddenly knew how important these little people were to me. And I, you know, thank goodness that we were able to have um, to grow our family. But that was one. And then the others where I volunteered, I volunteered in the NICU where um, my son had lived for six weeks. I volunteered for sharing parents as a facilitator. Um, I approached my personal training business differently because I suddenly knew, wow, people are really, really going through some emotional battles that I don't even know about because sometimes you can't see what people are going through. You can see it if it's a broken arm or um, you know anything external, but when it's internal, it's almost harder because there's no recognition about it unless the person's talking about it. So I just feel like I developed a lot more empathy and I've moved forward with that empathy ever since. Um, and so I think it's really just owning your grief, feeling it, and then choosing how you want to move forward with it, whether it's volunteering, whether it's helping others who are going through a similar situation, whether it's just being more of a positive light in the world, knowing that there's people battling things that we don't even know about. And, um, and I mean, even to this day, we've, we have traditions that we honor our son, Luke, when he turns seven, it's also when he turns eight, it's also the eighth birthday without Brady. And so I've had to balance the joy and the grief on these couple days for the last eight years. And it's really taught me to focus more on the joy um, we can feel the grief. We should. We should always feel it. Um, but to really focus on the joy and put the joy out into the world because that's going to come back to you. That's right. Yeah. So many amazing things that you just said. So I'm going to go back to a couple of them that I, I think are worth repeating and talking about. One is that the part of grief that is so hard, and you mentioned this a few minutes ago, is that you really, you cannot change death. You can change your, you can change your performance in athletics. You can change, you know, how you, all the effort you put into your career and your life, but you can't change death. You have to own it. You have to be willing to surrender a little bit to the grief process. And I like how you talk about the wheel of grief. And I think it's worth mentioning too that at any point in time, years can go by and you can go back to a stage in that wheel um, because it just ebbs and flows and that's what happens. So just realizing that and and giving yourself space and and grace to go through those different stages whenever they confront you in your life. um, I think those are all profound things to mention to people who are going through um, grieving a loved one. I love how you talk about taking this experience and deciding that you're going to do something with it to make the world a better place. I know that is not everyone's journey, but I think that's a 
damn fine journey and a good way to look mm-hmm. at things that happen to us like this. Um, in every struggle, struggle, we can find new strength. And I think it's just beautiful, the things that you've done. Um, and then the last piece is just realizing how complex life is and all of the things that people go through that we, we truly, you're right, we have no idea. Um, and so just being sensitive and empathetic and realizing that everyone is fighting a battle that we may know nothing about um, and being kinder in our day-to-day activity. Such good such good insight, Lisa. Thank you so much. Um, another question for you, and it's a tough one, but at the time that you're going through this loss and this grief, is there anything that you feel like could help someone who's right in those beginning stages that you wish you might have known at the time um, that would help them where they're at at this time? I think it just succumbing to the the new chapter. Um, I fought it really, really hard. Yeah. And I think that's, that's part of, you know, that athlete mentality I've always had is I, I don't want this. I'm going to fight this. And I came to a point where I realized it hadn't changed. Um, and I, I'm going to share a really quick story um, because this is the moment when I made the decision um, and it took, it took a dream to kind of send me into the direction of, wait a second, this, I need to make this positive. I need to make it for positive for my son, for my husband, for everybody around us that loves us. Like this is not going to, the definition of this loss is not going to be one that takes our family down. It's going to be one that builds our family up. Yeah. Um, and I, I had a good friend that um, passed away from cancer when she was 29. And um, she, I, had a dream. I had a dream one night. I slept on the couch for, so this is a little bit of insight into my grief. I slept on the couch for months. My water broke in bed. I didn't want to go back there. Um, I slept on the couch for months and I had a dream one night that I was in um, my room, my house and kids kept coming to the door. It was Halloween. They kept coming to the door. I kept opening the door and sending them away. And then family members started showing up and I sent them away. And it was sort of now looking back, it was, it illustrated how much I was pushing people out of our lives at the time. Mm-hmm. And then I had a motorcycle helmet on for some reason it was filling up with water. So it felt like I was drowning because I did, I was drowning my grief and there was a fence and I looked on the other side of the fence and on the other side of the fence was my friend who had passed away from cancer, who didn't have the chance to be a mom and she was holding my son and I that side of the fence was so light and so bright. And I thought in that moment, I have a choice. I can choose to stay on this side of the fence in this grief that is taking me down, or I can know that he's okay, that she's okay, that everyone is okay. And I want to go, I want to live in that light. I want to take this and I want to get over onto the other side of the fence and live in the positive. And I woke up from the dream so sweaty and then went upstairs and I got in bed. And it was the first inkling of, okay, I'm, and then the next day I saw my friend's mom at the grocery store and I went and I gave her a hug and I said, I had a dream about your daughter. She was holding my son and we're going to be okay in this life without them. Um, And it was so powerful, but it was also when I made the decision to, to be as joyful and as positive with this new chapter as I possibly could be. And, and and grief is tough. It does. You're right. It comes back. It creeps up. It's out of nowhere. There's triggers. 
But I think at this point I have enough tools and that's what I would say to somebody who's just going through the beginning stages of grief is start collecting the tools, start finding the friends, start finding the things that bring you joy and write them down, you know, put them away, put them up on the shelf and know that you can go there when you have sad days. You can sit down, you can call a friend, you can, I mean, for me, I go for a run. Running makes me feel great. I go for a run when I'm feeling sad. I, so what is it that, that brings you joy on really sad days and know that when your sad days um, or your happy days start to outnumber your sad days again, you still have those tools that you can go back to when you have a sad day because it's okay. It's okay. I love that. I love the, I love the analogy of collecting tools, collecting your tools. I think that's applicable to any struggle we're going through in life um, or just to life in general, have your tools out there ready, everyone. um, So that when it's a rough day, you can access those tools and, and help you find the joy. Um, I really also can relate very well to um, what you got out of your dream, which was beautiful by the way, and brought me to tears. But um, after my mom passed, I remember my father who was in the middle of his own grief telling me, Gina, life is for the living and we have to honor her Mm -hmm. by living. We have to go on and live. And then I always remember too, um, it's actually a Bible verse, but you know, it's, it it can be a quote too, but it's that we'll find the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living and that there is still goodness here on earth. Um, and I, I just, I relate to that so much. Thank you for sharing that beautiful dream you had. Um, and so as we are wrapping up, Lisa, is there, are there any other, we've already offered so much, are there any other words of encouragement that you want to put out there into the world for another woman who might be going through a similar struggle? Um, I'll give you the opportunity to do that now. I think, first off, I have to say thank you so much for um, allowing us to talk about this topic. We, we had talked to each other um, just about how sometimes it can be really hard to listen to um, sad stories or to grief, but I also think it's really important because um, it's a topic that we tend to shy away from. And I think that the more we normalize it, the easier it is for all of us to move through our journeys um, together. And one piece of advice would be to look at who you were before life changed and remember the things that you loved about yourself and the things that you love doing. And when the time is right in the new chapter to really start to implement those again. I mean, for me, I recently um, ran the Chicago marathon and it was my first one since before kids. And I think for a while there, I was, I was scared to put myself out there, you know, and, and strive for something athletically because the journey had been so emotional for so long through the grief. But what I found um, before, during, and after the race was it was so much more powerful because I had the connection between the emotional and the physical. And um, it was just the whole race was beautiful. The signs I got from, you know, I feel like I sometimes get signs from my son who's not here just in, in the form of a, a rainbow or his name on a street sign, which I saw in Chicago. So just little things like that were super cool about the race, but it was because it, the, it was so much bigger than the race that I've realized, you know, life is so much bigger than our athletic endeavors. And I think our athletic endeavors are, um, are channels for 
some of these emotional journeys we're on. And when you can connect the emotional and the physical, it makes life so much more powerful and beautiful. And so that, so don't forget who you were before life changed, however it changed for you. You know, it, it doesn't have to be the loss of a child. It can be any, any loss or just, you know, life taking the turn you weren't expecting. Yeah. Um, but remember who you were and what you loved about yourself. Make sure that you bring that into your next chapter because you should never lose yourself. You should never lose yourself throughout this. Instead, you should gain more of yourself in the struggle. And that's what makes us all, you know, I think as we get older and as we experience different things, that just makes us more robust, pretty dang amazing humans. Yeah, warrior humans, as you mentioned. Very amazing. Thank you so much for being here, Lisa. I really, really appreciate it. Of course. Awesome. And I will just leave the listeners with one little nugget. We are going to go through things in life that are so difficult. We feel like we might burst listeners, but listen to Lisa. Let, let your heart be open to having those circumstances and those struggles soften you and make you kinder. Realize that you have the choice to gain more of yourself through the struggle. Choose to live in the light, live in the positive. When you put joy out into the world, it's going to come back to you. And listeners, connected, we can rise. 